Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Avatar, the last airbender. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. Today, it's our last episode about Avatar, the last airbender. We had an impromptu uh, delay yesterday, so we figured rather than um, recording without some of our favorite people, we would just bump back a day and do it today. So thank you all for your patience at home. Uh, we are going to be talking about... Book three, Fire, from Avatar The Last Airbender, but also we'll be reflecting on the series as a whole. Um, and just I'm going to throw it out to everybody who's here in the chat and the Zoom and everything. Let's plan on favorite episode and character and moment from the season. Or if you think of something that nobody's kind of mentioned yet, you know, that you know that kind of a thing. If there's something you want to shout out that we haven't gotten to. And then, shall we say, best and worst, or favorite and least favorite parts of this whole Avatar experience that we've had for the whole run. I feel like those are a good, like, set of questions. So that's what at least I will plan on. I'll start pondering, because, of course, I didn't decide this beforehand so I could prepare. That's that's not the streaming in place way. Um, so <laughs> we're going to start by me throwing it, of course, to Allison. We've had a little bit longer to reflect on the season. How did season three, book three fire work for you? And are you, are you satisfied with how everything, the story came to its conclusion? Yeah, I am. I mean, my qualm, not, they're not so much, they're not so much qualms as they are quibbles um, with the finale still stand. But um, as we mentioned the other day, I think, finales are notoriously hard to pull off and um and this one does a pretty good job of a nearly impossible task um and i really i think that book three is overall just incredibly impressive i understand i'll be curious to see what noel says but my recollection um is of noel saying like well season two is the high point but there are great things in um in both in books one and three and i can see that but the ambition of this season and the willingness to take some sort of unusual narrative risks that could potentially have alienated or angered or irritated a fan base, I think is really impressive. They pulled off that Zuko arc and then some, the um, not even trying to hide the fact that everybody gets a Zuko field trip, I think is just delightful and like what a swing and it really it could it could have backfired majorly and it did not at all it didn't feel like it was slowing down the season it felt like I don't know leveling up I guess um you know I wish that we'd had maybe a little bit more of Katara the badass I wish that Toph had had maybe a little bit more to do this season but it's hard to pick nits when the overall effect is so impressive and engaging and I'm really sad that it's done um, it just has been a, a real highlight just personally, as is this podcast, obviously, and we've talked about that before, but looking forward to, you know, usually like 44 minutes of falling into this world where so many people just want to do their best and they're so young and they're so vulnerable, but they're just trying and they're being compassionate and the show is compassionate. The show is empathetic. The show is thoughtful. Um, it's been a real pleasure. Okay. Uh, do you have a favorite moment, favorite episode, you know, favorite character for this season? Um, yes. You know, I think my favorite, well, Sokka is my just 
the light of my life. I don't know what I'm going to do now. Um, I think my favorite character for this season is Zuko, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is, you know, shocking to me. But I win everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I it's just such a a wonderful transformation, such a strong character arc, really emotional and moving, but also so funny. And the fact that they were willing to lean into the awkwardness of this young man who doesn't know how to be the person that he was always meant to be um, because he's never followed that script before was just inspired. Um, My favorite episode is favorite is a strange word, but the episode that's lingered with me the most is probably the puppet master. That is what it's called. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, which is just, I love a horror movie. Um, although I, you know, there's a very special place in my heart for the, um, the theater episode. Sorry. Mm -hmm. My brain is not working super well. Ember Island players. Ember Island players. Thank you. Um, my favorite moment Oh God, which Sokka moment should I choose? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I think maybe the big fight in Sokka's master um, maybe is my favorite. Although um, Zuko here is obviously also always and forever. And um, the uh my first girlfriend turned into the moon that's rough buddy obviously an incredible delight uh, i found a cross stitch pattern of that <laughs> meme i will be that's rough buddy um sometime in the near future here uh brief side thing i for a while would um, look for some little memento of any show that I had to engage with on a really deep level. So like more than just a review, but if I was recapping something or something else, if I was spending a lot of time with one TV show, when I reached the end of it, I would get myself like a little souvenir of sorts. Um, so on the, on the dresser in my bed- bedroom is a little framed print illustration of uh, Daryl singing, getting by from crazy ex-girlfriend. And I have a little, um, uh, Claire from Outlander and I have et cetera, et cetera. So I think I, now I'm going to switch to cross-stitching anyway. Um, <laughs> and did you also say favorite animal? Cause if not, obviously yeah. you should have, you did. Yes. Okay. No, I didn't, okay. but I was going to okay. correct that. Yeah. Um, uh, it's hard to not say koala sheep. <laughs> um, so I think I'm just going to say koala sheep, although watching Zuko, morosely watch the turtle ducks is like a life highlight so am i forgetting anything else is that Uh, that's that's fine that's good yeah okay i will i will continue to contemplate okay but um because i'm sure i forgot things but yes very good oh and tom come here yeah uh my favorite fictional business which is a favorite thing of tom's oh nice that's nice and and i'll just say on this note uh, Allison forgot to mention the moment where you find out that Iroh did not kill the last dragon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do love that moment. Okay. Thank you. Listeners, for those at home, Tom is sporting a fashionable Jasmine Dragon tea shop shirt. It's very it's very fashionable. It's a black with a white and was a goldish kind of uh, yeah. color print. At the very bottom, it says Bossing Say. Um, Tom loves a fictional business. However, I, when I... He, it, and it arrived today i thought for sure it was not going to show up in time and it was actually misdelivered to a neighbor who walked it over 
today. Um, just like destiny takes a hand. Uh, but I said, Hey, it's a fictional business. Guess what fictional business it is. And he said, well, is it from avatar? And I said, yes. So then he said, let's see, he said the Ember Island players. And I said, no. And he said, is it a school? And I said, no. And he said, pawn shop. And I said, no, what else did you guess? Oh yeah. The cabbage vendor. Is it a cabbage business? And then he did finally guess this. The other option of course, is it could have been a spa, but Jasmine Dragon Tea House. I hope it's thriving. Mm-hmm. Noel, how was your journey through season three? Because you know you had rewatched season two a bunch, but season right. three, not all of this was fresh in your memory. So, what was it like this time? It was really great. I really enjoyed being able to go back to it. I still think season two is the stronger of the two seasons, but I agree with Allison that there are a lot of big swings in this. Particularly, I think that the idea of all right, we're in our final season. Let's do a bunch of like sort of episodes of the week, um, both in the lead up to the invasion, then immediately after the invasion of Black Sun and just go, all right, all of this stuff matters um, because it's like all really character driven stuff as well as some plot stuff in terms of the, uh, for the first, the first, the fire bending masters uh, being the dragons. But a lot of it is also just let's, do a lot of character work, which I think is really kind of impressive uh, when you just go, well, we know we have two big milestones that we need to hit, the eclipse and the comet. Why don't we just focus on our characters? And I think that the decision to do that is really impressive and shows what the show's priorities are. So I ended up really coming to appreciate a lot of season three, I think more than I did when I originally marathoned a lot of it um, in the lead up to the uh, finale, which is the only parts of the show I ever watched live (laughs) um, when it originally aired. Um, So I watched all of that when it first aired, but I watched everything else on DVD that I got through free rentals when I was working at Blockbuster because we Mm -hmm. had the whole show disc by disc, like I mentioned earlier. So yeah, it was really great to go back through and I just got a really better appreciation for sort of the structure of the season. So I I really, really like it. It's great. Um, And I think that going through the whole process has been really good for me in terms of like evaluating the show a bit more. I feel like I was maybe probably almost certainly a little too harsh on season one originally. Um, and I've grown to appreciate sort of like a lot of what it does. Um, so I just, the entire show is really great. So mm-hmm. that's a large, larger discussion for later. Uh, within terms of season one, uh, season three, I should say, uh, favorite episode. I mean, I, how do you pick just one? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go with the Western Air Temple um, in part because it has my favorite location in the whole season. Um, but also it's all the good Zuko stuff is in that, is in that episode and it's good, good Zuko stuff. Um, which leads to best character is still Zuko in this season. He's just so good. And Dante Basco's performance is just really textured and really layered this season in particular. So I feel like it's difficult not to choose Zuko though. If you pick someone else like Sokka, Sokka is a very acceptable answer for this season. Um, that I just kind of, oh, it's just really good. Um, favorite moment? There's just so many good moments in this season as well. You make it really difficult to pick. 
Um, but I'm gonna still go with Zuko talking to the badger badger frog and being like doing impressions of the people closest to him and then trying to get feedback from a badger, badger toad. And it's just like oh, this is this good, good boy. This good, good reformed boy. Um, and favorite animal is still gonna be a koala sheep. Like there are a number of other good animals in this. Like we didn't even talk about the eel hounds from the finale who are creepy, but kind of cool at the same time. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's the koala sheep because they're so cute and cuddly. I can just look at them. They're four-legged koalas with wool. It's just so cute. Um, so yeah, that's that's sort of my takeaway of season three. Um, it's just really good. And now I'm really eager to hear everyone else's thoughts about it because this has been really good like six weeks we did this in six weeks right yes um yeah so i'm really looking forward to hearing from everyone well diego i'm going to throw it over to you next i'm looking forward to your thoughts how was season because this was again this was your first time through right yes for sure this is my first time through so how was season three um definitely enjoyable i think going off what allison said uh i had my expectations expectations tempered by Noel's comments uh not fully not fully affected by so but I was expecting you know uh finishing a show is harder than being in it I think that's something we all know um but but it was definitely very very enjoyable I would agree also with the favorite episode to me was a western air temple just great sukusophagus that that was one of the only things that had been spoiled um about you know Suku's turn like that has been a thing for the last 10 years so it was hard to avoid um, but it was still very enjoyable to see it play out and have all that rich context of all the experiences these characters had had together. So I think that was a very, um, it, it was very good execution. Um, I, I would say that my favorite character, uh, it's a split between Sokka and Suko, and I'm sure we're going to hear, we're going to hear a lot about that, uh, from other people as well. Uh, but I, I, a trope I really enjoy is characters realizing that they are not quote unquote, the main character and accepting their place within that story. So for me, Suko's moment with his father saying like, my goal is not to defeat you. My goal is to help the after defeat you. is such a great moment of self-realization and has such emotional complexity that I can't believe, you know, that this wasn't a quote unquote children's show on Nickelodeon, right? Um, and I, that was a great moment, but my top favorite moment had to be the Iron Suko reunion. Uh, I would for yeah. sure wanted more iron on this season. I recognize why there wasn't as much, uh, either both for uh, on-screen and off-screen reasons, I'm sure played a factor in that. Uh, but it was great for him to finally meet up and uh, come around to his way of thinking, uh, Suko to Iris, I mean. Um, and yeah, I mean, and overall, I, I would say, uh, I'm sure you were not fishing for this, um, Kate, Alyssa Noel, when you asked what the best thing of the show was, but I think definitely had, these conversations were that oh, uh, for someone who you. hasn't seen the show hadn't seen the show before i was struggling to find a good resource that wouldn't a spoil me and be just you know the level of critical thinking and critical detail that was applied to it uh wasn't quite the same especially oh. you know back in 2008 2010 when everything was recaps versus reviews like it wasn't fun so it was great to find uh this as something to to experience a show with so that's the real but a little bit corny answer the in-story answer uh is just i just came with a better appreciation of just clear storytelling uh it's not simple storytelling per se like it's not it's just so clear cut and i think these days you know we have so much 
hashtag content and so much to be going around. Um, it's I forgot in how satisfying it is to see something executed so well, just yeah. clean cut storytelling. So I think that's what I take away from this show. Yeah, um, they know what they want to do and they do it really well. And sometimes, you know, there, there can be a fun and a, like a, a whimsy in shows that just throw everything at the wall and we'll figure it out as we go. But you can't do that with animation because uh, of the, the way production works. And it, it can be just so satisfying to, to watch along with the show and feel like you are in good hands. Like they know what they're doing and they've got a goal. Like Zuko's going to become one of the good guys. It's pretty clear early on. Like, yes, my dad gets a called it on that, but it's not the hardest called it ever. Right. Um, but just because they're, it's very well, like it's very clearly structured doesn't mean that it's not, like you said, incredibly satisfying. So I think that's a really good point. Yeah. No. So just an enjoyable journey. I'm going to miss it. I'm looking forward to Korra, which I'm sure it's a different beast. I'm excited for whatever animation uh, improvements they did over the years, just as technology improves and production uh, improves. If any, I don't know. No. You made a face there. That is a whole thing with Korra. It's just such a big thing. And okay. I don't want to get into it, but it's it's such a thing. Anyway, we you can we'll message me. When I, we get there. I will tell you all about it or when we get there because it's a thing. But right. the first right. season looks incredible, <laughs> is what yeah. I will say. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yep. Uh, nope. So those were my thoughts. I guess my question, and I'll take it on air or off air, uh, would be if, if there's any ancillary material that would be recommended. Any comics, books, any tie-ins? I know quality can vary on those things sometimes. So anything that you would recommend? Yeah, the um, the actual like licensed uh, comics, which are all collected in like, um, trades now, um, find a list for them on the Wikipedia page. They're in order. Um, so the... Hang on one second. The Promise, The Search, The Rift, Smoke and Shadow, North and South, and Balance um, all deal with everything after the series. Um, I've, read the, I've read The Promise and The Search, um, and they're good. They're not like blow, your, blow you away good, but they're, they're less complicated than the television show um, and very targeted to kids. But they're still really good, I think. Um, so I would encourage you, if you want, to seek those out. Um, again, The Search and The Promise are both pretty solid. I remember reading those like a number of years ago. Um, but I didn't finish them, like the series of, of a whole. So, But there's plenty of stuff that, sets, that leads up to some of the stuff in Korra. Um, and it also answers like, what happened to Azula? So if you were curious about that, you get an answer um, in these books. Okay, good to know. Uh, and speaking of mysteries, my one last thing is I just realized today that we never heard Osai's response to Suka's question of where is his mother. So I, I thought it was that's significant in, that the... It's in the comics, in the yeah. Comics, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, it's, it's unexpected to get such a big cliffhanger on a series finale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's very much a transmedia sort of thing of that is in the comics. I think it's the... I think it's like the search um, is very explicitly about trying to find Ursa. Yeah. Um, and so you get that information, I think, in that one. Okay. And just, it's such a smart thing to do, branding-wise, to set up the comics, certainly. But also just, it's a very efficient way to say, here's what is next for Zuko in 
two lines of dialogue, like or just really just one. Um, so we've defeated the, the the Fire Lord or the Phoenix King, and now you're the the Fire Lord. But what's actually next for him isn't this monumental task of rebuilding the world. It's I'm going to find my mom, and it's so personal and so specific that it yeah, it's really impactful. Um, so Diego, inquiring minds want to know best animal. Oh God, I mean. I hesitate to call him an animal, but Appa has to be the all-time greatest, right? Okay. Uh, he He's a conscious being, uh, more than an animal, but I mean, it's just hard to beat. It's hard to beat Appa. Yeah, okay. Uh, Keenan, I'm throwing it over to you next. Uh, and I am very curious how this season has like all come together for you and what, what your thoughts are on the show as a whole. Oh, this is such a good TV show, you guys. Oh, my word. I am not normally someone who seeks out animated shows, um, just for whatever reason, you know, I, I loved watching animation when I was a kid, but I didn't watch a lot of TV growing up. So when I started to watch a lot of TV as an adult, like a lot of, you know, I was kind of more primed for live action stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so this has just been like profoundly satisfying on a narrative and character level and it's visually very beautiful. So. This is so great, you guys. Um, so from this season, I took notes. Hang on. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I say, and I had some alcohol, so I wanted to make sure I remembered it all. <clears throat> um, my favorite episodes are like hands down Ember Island Players. It brought me so much joy, so mm -hmm. much joy. Every moment was a goddamn delight. Mm, I loved it. I mean, there were some incredibly smart, stupid jokes in there. And I love that stuff. It was just great. All of the theater stuff. I mean, genuinely the stage effects were beautiful. Like the, the fire cloth that surrounds actor Aang and then he, uh, he she sinks down to the floor. And the, I like, I've seen that on stage. It's always stunning on stage. It looks stunning in animation. Um, Sokka had just perfect character beats there. Zuko watching himself on stage was uh, a delight. Oh, Allison says share Scotty's text. So I think Scotty is catching up today. Um, and so Allison and I got a text from her this morning that said, the Ember Island players are incredible. Give them a billion dollars. Just absolutely at the top of the game, the play was bonker balls and the production values were absolutely incredible. And I can't believe Kate wasn't blown away. <laughs> about the end of our friendship um, and Scotty says Sokka is having the best night of his goddamn life the stage effects the Empire Ember Island players are the best in the world she thought the one beleaguered stage hand was brilliant like just <laughs> the whole thing I also really did like the finale and I think I've gotten used to kind of big epic stories or certainly fantasy stories um in the finale to just be stuffed with loss just devastation and loss and betrayal and victories that by the time the sun breaks through the clouds, it's like, did we really win or have we lost too much to ever go on? And, um, you know, victories that feel like really compromised or like hard, hard to walk away and feel kind of hopeful. And I obviously this is a show for children. It's not Game of Thrones. I understand, but it's also a better than Game of Thrones. It was really mm -hmm. satisfying to see, because the, the loss is baked into the story all along the way. I mean, Zuko has had loss and and carries literal scars. Aang, the air nomads in the clouds in season two, 
talking to him about loss absolutely moved me to tears. So, you know, Katara and Sokka have lost their mother. They've been alone. Like the loss is baked in and the, the hardships have been with us the whole way. And so to see payoff for the work and the growth that all of our little buddies have done and to see, I didn't, you know, I didn't mind that Ozai turned out not to be as rich and kind of tangible a character. I didn't mind so much that he was like a figurehead because it it became a really archetypal battle there at the end. And I think for children, that's kind of cool to see and to see Aang have his superhero moment. And I still love that. I, I found actually the elements swirling around him like he was the center of a gravity field to be really, really cool. And the way, because we've been used to people kind of shooting the elements at each other but for him to kind of manipulate them like in this little shield around him, I mean, there was one point where like he kind of broke one of the orbiting rocks up and then shot the little rock. I, I, mm -hmm. I found it really interesting. And, you know, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind the speed of Azula's breakdown. Like that made sense. She was already, she was always kind of scary and um, uh, volatile throughout. And so the fact that without a lot of fanfare, her dad was like, oh yeah, by the way, you're the Fire Lord, bye. And she's like, uh, uh, yep, yes. And then just had a complete meltdown, relatable, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I didn't even mind the speed of, of her kind of downfall. I, I yeah, I, I was so nervous going into the finale because I was primed for just like heartache. Mm -hmm. And instead I was like, our buddies won. This is great. Our buddies had hero moments. Our this is cool, neat. So it was like really so satisfying. Um, so yeah, uh, I loved every moment of the finale. I loved every single frame of the Ember Island players. It was perfect. Never changed. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite characters from this season wound up being Aang. Like I've never thought of him as like my favorite person, but. I know there was something so moving about every time we saw his back and that little scar in the middle of his back and his little hair when it was growing in was so cute. Um, I just thought that little buddy did such a bang up job and the relationship between him and Zuko, just delightful. Um, also Toph, Katara and Sokka because I can't pick anything and also every single animal except the vulture hornets. Um, and my one of my favorite moments was the dance of the dragons. I just thought it was, beautifully animated, um, really cool moment. Um, Zuko and Aang's physicality is rendered so differently. Like Zuko is clearly like a prince hero figure. Um, like even fairy tale kind of prince where like he's taller, he's stronger, you know, things like that. And Aang, even though they aged him up and he became sort of a more physically powerful, you know, he was still this little dorky kid. Like he was still <laughs> this little silly goose. Um, and so I really liked seeing the two of them and the two dragons coming back from Zuko's dream. Like I, that was just very satisfying. Uh, let's see. One of my least favorite moments, and I think, Noel, I valued it a lot more after you kind of explained beach episodes, but I remember watching that whole episode and just being like, I don't, this. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very writer's room sort of episode, but yeah. 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 No, I get it. I totally get it. I liked learning more about Ty Lee and May, and I think that set us up really, really well for their stepping away from Azula because it might have felt a little abrupt otherwise. But it was just a reminder that, like, they are as much under her thumb as 
many other people are. And also like Azula absolutely crashing and burning on the social scene was a delight. <laughs> Just, she was so bad at it. It was great. Um, I was going to say the volleyball defeat or, or, you know, their, their glorious victory in volleyball. Azula, calm down, babe. <laughs> it's oh just volleyball. God. Yeah. Um, my favorite animal is Appa and Momo forever. Just the best, the best boys of them all. I also really loved the turtle ducks, but I really liked that we started to see some kind of scary animals and I, every animal was sort of my favorite because they were all amazing but I really liked I was thinking about this the other day because we haven't talked much about the spirits that we saw and I think the show does such a good job of making sure that like the magical fantastical animals that we see on a day-to-day basis are shocking and delightful and compelling and like gasp inducing spirits are a different thing like even if they're benevolent they're terrifying and then you've got Ko the face dealer the worst thing I've ever considered in my life. Um, they just toss Ko into the finale as like, hey, you thought we forgot about the scary spirit. No, we didn't. Nightmare <laughs> for you. Still um, out there. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, um, I, I was thinking about the spirits even more and I was just like, that was really well done because we've seen animals where the size is like, either they're too small or they're too large. Like we've already seen kind of fantasy fairy tale animals spirits are different and it's very clear right out the gate this is not just a magical avatar animal this is a spirit um and so i thought they were really 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 cool and i felt like i had something else to say but i forgot what it was but it was a great show i loved it i can't wait for cora kate why are you drinking water nothing it was about the chat yeah something in the chat um diego had asked didn't ko say something about like he would meet the avatar again and water anyways to be continued another day um so yeah i really love that point especially keenan about uh the how we've been trained to expect finales in fantasy um and how they're supposed to feel and everything and the notion of no they just win they just win uh they 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 have been through these various things that have put them in a position where when all everything can like come together, when they've got Boomy and they've got Jung Jung and they've got Iroh and they've got like, they're all taking care of Bossing Say and you, like they, they are powerful enough and a victory isn't, or a finale isn't made more powerful through suffering. Um, it's just so refreshing to see. It's just, it's a, it's holdover from, you know, like the, the anti-hero, golden age kind of drama gritty real drama. I was like gritty means more honest it's like no not always sometimes you're just doing suffering for suffering's sake and uh expletive deleted that so yeah uh I think that's an excellent point Keenan. thank you thank you for sharing um okay Marcus you are up and I am very curious uh how you felt about the season and like your journey with the show overall I'm a little more mixed on this season mm-hmm. I would say I really like a lot of the episodes. I think episode by episode, each episode is quite strong in itself, but I think the whole is less than the sum of its parts for this season. I ended up wanting to see other things that just weren't on here. Like, um, I know it's because of other reasons, but like, there's very little Iroh this season, which I'm sure would have been different if Mako hadn't passed away. Um, I felt like Toph was sidelined for a lot. So in individual episodes, 
I can see it, but it's just like, there's a lot of episodes where she's sidelined. So that's my whole feeling. It's like, when I think of each individual episode, I like them, but overall it's, uh, I am a little disappointed that they couldn't find a better ground between uh, suffering oppa and taxi oppa. They seem to go hard back into taxi oppa again, which is a little disappointing. Listeners, Allison put into the chat, admitted, Marcus, you were just disappointed that there wasn't more suffering for Appa. So that's the context of that statement. Sorry, please continue, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping they could find some middle ground there, which I don't think they did, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think with, with especially the revelation that air bison are, the air bison are where airbending comes from i think he was just overpowered and they didn't want to actually imperil appa again so they're like well then we can't really have him engaged in the fighting because either he's too powerful or he needs to like get hurt and that's too traumatizing especially after everything we did to to the audience in season two so we're just going to remove him from the equation and that is not satisfying because the few times that appa actually is involved in the fights and in like as a more of a not as not just a taxi as like a sentient you know part of the team which he is uh it's way more interesting and way more compelling so yeah i i hear what you're saying marcus yeah and i know everyone really likes zuko and i think he's improved but he's still my least favorite of all the main characters that we got so much with him especially a lot in a very short amount of time there from when he joined Team Avatar. Like, it's again, I like each individual episode, but there's so much of it all at once that I would have really loved to have seen other characters. Mm-hmm. By that centered, I think my favorite character this season was uh, Sokka, simply because the characters I really loved before were hardly <laughs> in this season. So it's almost Sokka by default, because he still got a lot to do this year or this season, and he's great yeah when Allison was like thinking of Sokka moments you know like my mind immediately and I this may not be the grandest moment but my mind went went immediately to his sketch for the submarines (laughs) and I feel like that tells you everything you need to know about his arc this season where it's like what are what is this doodle but it actually is a really brilliant uh scientifically based creative solution to a real problem like it looks ridiculous, but actually what he's getting at, if you understand what he's getting at, is brilliant and absolutely is uh, like saves the day, is an essential part of their plan. So it's like, it's this blend of he's still the same goofy guy. Uh, Diego says, yes, we can't all be good at everything. He can't draw. I also can't draw. So I, I you know, Saka, I'm with you on that. Uh, but like, yes, it's silly. Yes, he's also still like 16, 17. But he's got a really good plan. So he may suck at public speaking, but like once he gets over that, he, his his invasion plan is going to go great, guys. Uh, I'd also like to shout out to shout out uh, Sokka and his dad hugging in the prison. Uh, Sokka in the makeout tent, um, <laughs> and most importantly, Sokka being totally blasé about the fact that Aang seems to be missing, but utterly freaked out that Momo has disappeared. <laughs> Also important moments. <laughs> Sokka and Boomy know what it's, know what's up. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might choose Momo as my favorite animal. He mm-hmm. is pretty awesome. Alpha gets all the attention, but I really like Momo. 
Yeah, I was going to say that too, actually, uh, before we uh, head off have, from talking about the show. Let's make sure Momo gets his due praise and not just because Dee Bradley Baker is hilarious to watch recording Momo, but also just because like the the range that they get with that character is really great. And obviously everybody loves Appa. Appa's the, Appa's the best in everything. But Momo is also the best. So good call, Marcus. Yeah. Um, for favorite episodes, um, I think I like the two-part uh, Day of Black Sun mm-hmm. episodes. So the, so the one with the uh, submarine drawing, which is about as well as I could have drawn it, I think. Um <laughs> I think that had great amount of action and I wasn't really thinking that everybody would just not be in the palace at the end of the first part. So made me really uh, wanting to watch the second part right away, which I did obviously, but. Mm -hmm. Noel's got an excellent point. Samurai Momo. Let's not forget. (laughs) Yeah, that was a pretty great moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my favorite moment over this season was, uh, Baby Toph learning from the Badger Moles. Yeah. Very brief, but perfect. Perfect moment. Just her licking. Yeah. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Toph got benched a lot. And and also the episode that we got that was most centered on her was one of the least interesting of the episodes, like the one with them doing all the, the scams. It was fun and all, but compared to the Painted Lady and compared to Sokka's Master, I mean, like, just doesn't... It just doesn't yeah. compare to those. Um, so that doesn't help. And and that also feels a bit like a, oh, yeah, she's too powerful uh, kind of situation. Just, like, by the end, Katara and Toph were too powerful. So they're like, uh, you need to go heal things. You're going to be yeah. the cleric, so go heal things. And that's why you aren't single-handedly defeating everyone. And Toph, we will, um, we're just going to have you on an airship so you can't use your ability that much. So that you can't win on your own. Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely noticed that. I really loved the little moment she could get in the uh, cockpit area with the metal bending. Mm-hmm. And just like, that's what I want more of. Yeah. How have we gone this long and not mentioned Suki? Shame <laughs> on all of us. Uh, but Suki got some pretty great stuff this season as well. And yeah, I'm with you on the Day of Black Sun. That's one of my favorite parts of the season i think because and and yes it's too easy and that's part of the point but those caterpillar tanks guys they're so amazing the way the the pacing the the way that the fight was all laid out like it it hit every single beat the way um that we wanted it to but also we didn't always anticipate that we wanted to bringing back all the friends right everybody like the swamp benders and and uh was it pants are are transitory and just like death Pants are an illusion, and so is death. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of really great stuff in in that two-parter, so. Well, where would you put th- this show, like, in your shows that you've seen? How does this one rank? Out of five stars, what would you go? Four stars. Four stars. That's better than I anticipated. I figured you were going to go three, so I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. I It's like I really enjoyed it, but I know a lot of people think it's one of their best shows ever Mm -hmm. and it's not that but i think it's really strong oh great well i'm glad that you ended up having fun with it because i know you were more on the fence like of of everybody in these conversations you were definitely the most on the fence so i'm glad that you ended up having quite a bit of fun with it so thank you for sharing um we have uh 
Uh, Keenan says, I like that Momo got to go on a big hero adventure on the lion turtle. We've mentioned animals. We have not mentioned the lion turtle. Oops. There's so much, though. It's easy to overlook. You know, it's in such a dense season, it's easy to overlook things. Even the creators are kind of iffy on the lion turtle. Like, it didn't come back the way that they wanted it to look. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think that's fair. It's neat. But, yeah. It doesn't it feels look- like like yeah. a paper cutout. Which yeah. just, which I actually really like. It's like it's just a different art form, you know. Yeah. It's it's so old. It's not even really of the earth or of the planet anymore in the same way, which I thought was really neat. So I, I like yeah, that. yeah, I can see that though. I like that. I like that because it is definitely sort of a different looking style. Mm-hmm. Even just how it moves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Allison, Noel, any final thoughts on Avatar: The Last Airbender? Or and uh, if we're all done, then Allison, can you announce our next adventure? <laughs> Final thoughts on Avatar? Mm-hmm. There aren't any because you're just going to go back and rewatch it again right now. I mean, I'm definitely going to watch the show again. It's going to, yeah. it's probably going to be a while, but um, what are my final thoughts? I, when I was, when I got my very first job, non babysitting job, it was at a Barnes and Noble bookseller. And after not a very long period of time, they moved me into the children's department because I was one of the people that actually wanted to talk to the parents, all of whom said, my child is very gifted or my child is struggling just a little bit. That those are the only two options, one or the other. Um, So I read a lot of children's books and I got introduced to a lot of sort of franchises of TV shows and movies that I might not have known otherwise because I had to be familiar with them so I could talk to parents about their gifted children or their children who are struggling just a little bit. Um, And one of the things that I came to appreciate is that the, some of the very best stories written for young people are just great stories and we just assume that they're written for young people because the the protagonists are also young and there's a lot of when when a writer can put a lot of faith in a young audience um the things that can emerge are really marvelous and beautiful and i feel like the, the avatar the last airbender is and this sounds very grandiose, but I believe it. I think one of the great examples of art created for children um, of the last, you know, 50 years. Um, I would put it up there with just about anything else. I would put it in the same breath as Susan Cooper's The Dark is Rising Saga and certainly the Harry Potter series and um, a bunch of other really great titles and worlds that kids can fall into. Um, and the thing that stories like that have in common is they're great for everyone. It's They just also happen to be great for kids. So um, I really appreciate the amount of faith that these writers put in their young audience. Um, I was very moved by its ambition and scope and daring. Um, and I wish there was more of it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I just, I'm so glad, so glad that this is what we landed on. So that's my final thoughts. No. When we started Avatar, the thing that I, um, saying is that you, for me, you can't really talk about Avatar. People, sorry, that it's to me that you, this is right. Hang on. It's very warm in this little space I'm in right now. Um, is that. 
you kind of, for me, you can't talk about the for the like the first thing of the uh, the odds. Um, you can't talk about the odds television without talking about Avatar the Last Airbender. And it's something that doesn't really kind of pop, didn't really pop up in the Discord. We were transitioning into the 2010. And that always struck me as really weird. Um, then again, it's a kids show targeted at kids on Nickelodeon. And who's watching this? Who's this for? It's the same sort of discourse that happens with uh, children's targeted programming today, even, which is, again, ridiculous. Um, and so going back through this, I was just struck by how much I still feel like this show handles a lot of topics that are mature and thoughtful, just like Allison was saying, in ways that you just wouldn't expect from a children's program. But if you've consumed media targeted at children, you know that it's everywhere in a lot of, it's in a lot of children's media. And watching it so well executed and be so thoughtful that uh, some of what they do is better than what like Battlestar Galactica does. And they're really interesting parallels between both shows and they aired at roughly the same time. Um, and just the ways in which we think about wars and trauma and like diasporas to a certain extent, um, that it's just, it's really and I think that the fact that they're able to do those things, they being the avatar and do them as well as they do is just, it's really, really great. And so revisiting, especially in this current time where we're trying to like suss out what's going on inside of us um, and watching the show in which, as Keenan very astutely pointed out, gives us a victory instead and the loss is baked in which is something i really like and a really good point that i hadn't really thought about um and seeing that and watching it again in this frame of time it's just it's been really interesting and has given me more to chew on than i think it did when i originally watched it in the early aughts uh, in the late aughts i should say so it's just been really great to revisit it and re really great to revisit it with everyone else so i want to echo D diego's sentiments in that this has been a really good experience in ways of a good way to rewatch the show as opposed to just kind of have it on and then go do something else so i've really appreciated it and i want to thank everyone for coming and listening and discussing it with us because it's been really great so yeah that's yeah. me <laughs> And also just like the format of we're going to do two, unless it's a four-parter, <laughs> but like we're going to do two and you're, then you're going to stop and you're going to think about it because like, especially this third season, I would have just like nom 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 the whole thing up. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I wouldn't have sat with it in the same way if I didn't have to talk about it. Um, lest I forget, we did hear from Vince who got behind on his, his avatar viewing, but and has started to catch back up. And uh, his science says, brain can't help itself. Science, yeah. He says, Azula is her own jetpack. That makes no sense whatsoever. That whatsoever. That's like Baron Munchausen pulling himself out of the quicksand by his own hair. The thrust of a jetpack depends on the mass and the velocity of the exhaust gas and burned fuel. Using her fire bending to propel her forward would mean creating mass out of nowhere. That is literally sorcery. <sighs> Sorry, but it bugged me so much. I had to get it off my chest. Uh, to which I replied, I have bad news for you about Ozai in the finale, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I imagine we'll hear from Vince when he gets there. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's it, having this communal experience. Like, you know, it's, it's like our own Legends book club uh, about Avatar has been delightful. So thank you guys so much 
for, for coming along on the ride. Here, um, here. The last thing I'll mention then is because we, we haven't quite mentioned it, this this world, like you were saying, Alison, the, the, the universe created here, it fits with so many, like alongside so many other great um, worlds for kids. Uh, I would have so much fun. I can imagine having so much fun doing an RPG in this world. Like, because the, the, of the creativity and the space around the corners, you just want to go like, like if you could blank bend how creative could you get with it because with a good dm you could do so much and have so much fun with the the powers that the the show creates and the sense of creativity and fun that the characters bring to it especially with that younger perspective um so that's another real treat about this show and i look forward to more of that when we get to cora but first allison what are we doing next we are watching a three-part miniseries, not a six-part miniseries, um, as we originally thought, uh, that I really love that these two haven't seen. I am so thrilled. Um, It is called A Very English Scandal, which makes it a title aimed directly for everything I like. Um, (laughs) And I'm so excited that we get to dive into that. It's uh, available through Amazon Prime, um, but I'm sure there are other ways of finding it, especially if you're in other countries. Um, And it is just a wonderfully acted, strange, dynamic little series and I'm I'm so stoked to dig into it could not be more different could not be more different from this at least if we were following Lucifer with a very English scandal we'd have like British accents and like questions of morality to hang to I guess Avatar also has questions of morality so there's that but they are extremely different um and I'm really excited to get into it I hope you all come along with us and if you hate it, it's only three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow we're going to talk about the first episode of A Very English Scandal. And we'll do one each day and then do a wrap-up on the show as a whole. And then something else I've to be determined Yeah, uh, uh, before we head into getting all Lucifer <laughs> Season 4. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we'll be headed to Lucifer Season 4. And then I have some ideas for after that. But first... A very English scandal. So looking forward to it. Thank you for to everybody for hanging out in the chat today. So that's Diego and Keenan and Marcus. And of course, Nolan Allison. Uh, thank you so much. Always a, always a pleasure. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with more streaming in place. Bye. Bye. Bye.